My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here today with a lovely guest, Jamie Gennaro. You guys, she has a lot under her belt. She's a business growth consultant, an executive coach, and a thought partner to business owners who are looking to scale their businesses. She also helps new entrepreneurs launch businesses and manage their mindsets around the first few years of ups and downs while they're in the first phase of, you know, that learning. So welcome to the show, Jamie. Thank you so much for taking the time out of the day. I know I keep my part very brief, but I think this is the best time where you can really elaborate on what brought you to where you are today and tell us a little bit about your journey. Yeah, amazing. Well, thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, so I worked um, most of my career in startups. And, and then some of those startups, they were all kind of in different industries, but, but also started leaning into advertising and marketing towards kind of the latter part of my career before I launched my own business. And I think what I realized through that journey was that most of the CEOs that I was working with in these startups where it could be really small, like three staff up to maybe, you know, 50, um, the CEOs didn't have a thought partner if they were on their own, if they were kind of like solo entrepreneurs. So I ended up sort of filling this gap of managing my team and coaching and guiding the team that was under me and using a lot of these kind of coaching techniques that I use now in my job. And then actually having to like coach up and having to manage the CEOs who were really far in the weeds because they didn't realize that they had to up-level to be the leader and to be the visionary. They were so used to doing the work because that's when they started the business, they had to do the work. So I just kind of realized there's this gap in business where people start businesses, they start doing the work and then they never really, well, not all of them, obviously, but a lot of those early entrepreneurs have a hard time kind of getting out of the weeds and stepping up and like owning their role as CEO. So I got laid off during COVID from, from my advertising job. I was a managing director at an agency and I got laid off because we were making commercials and we couldn't make commercials anymore. And I just realized that I had this kind of skill set of this, this in between like coaching and guiding people and helping them level up. And then also helping new entrepreneurs and CEOs kind of take the next step. So I freaking love my job. (laughs) Like I'm so happy. Like the universe sort of created this open door of laying me off, which could have been really scary, but I just took the opportunity to jump really quickly into something, something new. And, And here I am three years later and feel like I'm really thriving. I really love it. I'm so happy to hear. Thanks for sharing, Jamie. What was it like that pivot from being, you know, what were the feelings like being laid off to, you know, jumping into becoming um, an entrepreneur yourself? Let's let's talk about those feelings, because I think a lot of people listening might be able to relate to the COVID times where their career completely pivoted as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's really where I started was trying to help people in that period 
figure out what was next. Like if they lost their source of income, what could they do? Like what creative opportunities were out there for them to kind of reinvent themselves and find, you know, ways to make money in new ways. And, and I think like that jumping off point is really, really frightening, which is why I really like helping people through that process because it's not only the risk of that moment of taking the leap and not knowing what's on the other side and, and then going through all the worst case scenarios of like, it always ends up like I'm living under a bridge, right? Like it always, you take it all the way down to the rabbit hole and you're like, then I'm going to end up living under a bridge. And so I think it's just like guiding people and, and doing it in a way that feels safe. So I was lucky because I work in the Netherlands. So I did have like a little bit of a safety net because the the Dutch are very protective of employees. So I had like a six month runway of not losing my income where I could take this leap. And I think that's the thing that I, that I always recommend to my early entrepreneur clients is like, don't just throw everything up in the air and just peace out and try to start something from scratch without a safety net, because you'll just be in scarcity and fear the whole time trying Mm -hmm. to create that income. So like do something that will help you, you know, eliminate that really massive risk and, and do it with a longer runway, even if it takes you longer to launch take that extra time so that you're not, you know, starting from zero, essentially. Right. Right. Yeah. Amazing. So you work with, you know, business owners in the first couple of years of the business, you know, we all know that it can be a a roller coaster. So let's talk a little bit about that. Um, You know, you work around their mindsets and, and managing those first couple tricky years. Let's talk a little bit about what that looks like. Yeah. So I think a lot of coaches, focus on mindset. And, and a lot of times that's sort of where the work ends. So they really help people overcome fear and overcome worry and understand where their own mind is standing in the way. And what I do is I take that a step further and I work with people to, to develop the mindset they need to sustain the business. So you know, let's talk about like marketing and and landing sales. So if you're new to marketing or you're new to landing sales, you've never really held that role before, you're going to go out and you're going to try tactics and they're not all going to work, right? They're going to fall flat. And so what new business owners do is they say, well, that means something about me. Like I'm not good enough. People don't like me. My message must be off. I must be a terrible writer. I must be bad at social media. Like I'm not doing all these things. And their mind just goes nuts, like taking it personally, essentially. So what I do is I work on their mindset and then we take action. So we sort of clean up that worry and spin and and we say, okay, how can we shift into you know, the learning? How can we take this as a learning and not as a personal like knock on you and then work from that mindset to take the action that's going to get you, you know, excited and motivated to do the work that you have to do. Because if you're spinning in worry and you're spinning in scarcity, you're, you're going to shut down. 
you're not going to be in a place where you can take action. So I work with people to kind of like unlock what those things are that they're feeling, sort of release them, shift into a mindset that helps them go further. And then what's going to happen like the next week, they're going to fall backwards again. And so it's really just like standing next to them, holding their hand and leading them through those times when you fall and realizing that you have to fall you know, hundreds of times to get to the place where those learnings have turned into something that's leading you to success. Right. Essentially. Yeah. You do have to fall a lot before growing, right? Honestly, that's the only way to grow. Fail for, well, fail forward is another, I don't know if that's the right term, but something like that. Yes. You know, yes. it's always a learning lesson. So let's talk a little bit about shifting the way you think about marketing. You have a lot of value to add behind this. So I want to take the majority of the rest of the interview to talk about this. Um, You know, let's talk about how it's sharing, not selling. Yeah, absolutely. So this is important to me, especially because I come from advertising and and I worked with really big brands. And, you know, in the advertising world, it's not always you know, about (laughs) impact, like positive impact. I think a lot of marketing has shifted to be more purpose-based, but, but, you know, I think as, as advertising, as an industry has grown, it's more about, you know, engagement and the halo effect of a brand. And it's not necessarily about making an impact. And I think small businesses start to look at bigger businesses as their competition. And they start to try to create marketing tactics to like meet what these larger companies are doing. And, and what they're doing is they're, they're already like starting a foot behind because they're not genuinely coming forward with what's going to make impact to their audience. And like, what's going to speak to their audience in a way that's really authentic to who they are. And so then the audience that they're starting to build and create is, is going to be misaligned with who they are and what they're offering. So I think there's a lot of chasing and, and this is how, you know, advertising was when I was in the industry, it's like, you're chasing AI and you're chasing TikTok and you're chasing the next new platform and, and you never win. It's always a chase. You're always just like trying to get even and not necessarily trying to lead. You're just trying to like catch up. And, and if new businesses try to run that race, they're going to lose because they're up against you know, big brands with big amounts of money. And I think what's more important is just like focus on the impact, focus on your audience and the impact you want to make with them, like the change you feel like you can foster and the the information you have to share and then show up in the places that feel authentic to you, right? Like if you're not, you know, in your early, if, you know, I don't know, let's say age 12 to 24, you, sh- you probably shouldn't be on TikTok, right? Like if right. you're not in that age group, it's probably not a platform where your voice is going to resonate. You're just not going to be aligned with the people there. And if you are great, and then you know what the content is and how people are creating content and what's going to resonate with them. And if that's the content you're consuming, you're going to get it. You're going to be right in there. But if it's not, you're going to be running one of those races that you're never going to win and you're going to have misalignment with your audience. So I think it's really important to like understand what you're sharing and why you're sharing it. And don't just share it because you think you're going to sell something, but share it because you actually think there's something purposeful and impactful in the message that could help someone. And then 
align with the, with the channels, the marketing channels that feel really natural to you. Like, do you love talking? Well, okay, easy. There are lots of channels that are going to be great for you, but if you're not a, you know, if you're not a photographer, you don't love graphic design, you probably shouldn't be showing up in the places where that's going to be a heavy lift, like where you're going to need to design assets and, and get creative in a way that like doesn't feel natural to you. I think it for, for early business owners, you have to, you don't have a lot of time and you don't have a big team and you need to be really conscientious about, you know, where you're putting those efforts and where you're putting that energy and where you're seeing return on that investment. And I just, I don't think if you're showing up in the places that don't feel authentic to you, that you're going to see that kind of return and that kind of resonation, which is going to be, which is essentially where engagement comes from. You're not going to see that if you're like chasing somebody else's style, right. Or trying to show up the way other people do. And I think in the coaching industry, it's really like, you know, there's a lot of chasing and a lot of repetition and a lot of the same kind of content. And it's, that's not where you want to be sitting. You really want to be sitting in a, in a unique place. And the only way you can do that is by showing up as yourself, not as trying to chase or copy what other people are doing. hundred percent. Yeah. And also I find a lot of entrepreneurs struggle and this is where the chasing comes in is because they're, they're focused on so many different platforms like social media, yes. TikTok, uh, Facebook, all these, you know, and if you can just hone in on one that's really working, that's actually going to attract, you know, your niche of people, you will have much more success that way than trying to do everything at once and putting 10% in every little thing instead of going all in on one or the other, right? Right. Absolutely. And then that's where like the mindset piece comes in because when people are looking at all these platforms and especially if they don't have a marketing background, the feeling that they have is overwhelm. And when you feel overwhelmed, you don't do anything, right? It just shuts Mm -hmm. people down. So then they're like, well, since I don't know how to do it or it feels overwhelming, I'm just not going to do anything. And that's the worst thing they could do for their business rather than just showing up on one channel really consistently really authentically with a powerful message, guess what? Like that's going to have a lot more impact than doing nothing. And, and a lot of people end up in that place because it just feels like too much. And it, you know, and there's so much content out there that it is hard to figure out like, well, do I make content like this? Is it, should it look like that? Am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? And then they literally just stop. Like there's no way to really maintain that. Um, so yeah, Yeah. how can you maintain that? Mm. No, no. And nobody's looking. I mean, that's the other thing. Like we have some, some skewed perception that like, if I'm on 10 platforms that people are actually going to go to all 10 platforms to see my content, like that's a hundred percent, not true. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. especially Mm -hmm. if I'm not a big brand with a big following or a celebrity, like no one's going to care if I'm on 10 platforms. Right. But, right, but they'll right. start sharing it if I'm on one and it's, and it's showing up in the places where their people are showing up. Right. Exactly. Let's talk a little bit about your podcast business for humans. What were your intentions behind it and where is it at today? Yeah, well, it's a hundred percent like aligned with what I just was talking about. So I was seeing a lot this. of coaches. Yeah. I was like seeing people on Instagram and seeing people on TikTok, And I knew that like, 
I am a talker. Like I'm a talker. I love to talk with people. I love to share information. Um, and I started realizing like podcasts is where I go. That's what, like, that's where I seek out information. Like I listen to tons of business podcasts. I listen to a lot of women, um, leadership podcasts, and that's where I am. And if I'm there, I have to assume that there are other, you know, senior executives looking for that type of content. And those, that's my audience, right? They're, they're senior executives in high level positions. And, and those people really aren't on TikTok. I mean, they're only on TikTok because I work with advertising agencies and they're trying to like chase, right? They're trying to see what's happening and, and what are the trends, but it's not where they're really connecting with content. So, um, So I realized, you know, I think launching a podcast, even though it's a saturated space, felt more natural to me. It's where I live for my content. And it's also like talking is just comes really naturally to me. And I I love like interviewing people and talking to new people and and sharing that information for free. Right. And it's really been the only platform Besides, I also love to write. So I show up in places where writing is kind of the heavy lift for the platform, but, but it's so easy for me. And that's the thing with marketing. Like it shouldn't feel in this kind of business in a small business or for entrepreneurs, it shouldn't feel hard and overwhelming. You should find a way to connect to people that feels natural and, and easy and fun and like joyful and, and, you know, challenging too, like pushing you a little bit outside your comfort zone, but not pushing you to a place where you're like pressurizing. So, so business for humans is, um, you know, launched this year. I'm super proud of it. Um, I've gotten really amazing feedback so far. I have a very loyal listenership of late, you know, my clients, our active listeners, um, and I'm probably going to create a private podcast for my, for my clients, um, to give them even more content that's more specific to them, which I really love that that's an option in the podcast world too. Um, but it's really new. So I haven't seen impact on the business yet because it's so new. Um, but I love it. And that's all that matters. Like I show up every week and I'm, I'm super consistent because I love it, but it's so much fun for me. Um, so I think it's been a great, a great marketing channel to add just for that reason too. Absolutely. And I mean, what is it like for you? Do a lot of people reach out to you and they're like, um, I've been binge watching your episodes. I think I need to work with you. Is that how it works oftentimes or tell us about that? Yeah. So, so what, so my first channel that I launched my business with was YouTube. And, um, so, so now the podcasts are living on YouTube, but that's what was happening. So people were like, I watched your videos. And I think for the line of work that I do, people really need to get to know me. It's really important that they feel some kind of connection or some understanding of my approach and by sharing videos or, you know, podcast episodes, it really gives them a sense of who I am, like what kind of authority I have also like. I I don't, I kind of drop F-bombs here and there. And like, it's important to me that people know that, like, I don't want to scare someone and it's, I get excited and I get passionate and sometimes I have flowery language and that's a part of who I am. And all of that comes out in, you know, in my podcast and, and in the YouTube videos and that's, and people are like, okay, I watched your videos. That's how I knew you were the right fit. 
because I am a mixture of, of mindset and action. I'm not a business coach that like runs you through a strengths finders test or like uses some kind of methodology that, that I regurgitate. I'm very custom. Like I'm very, like I customize all my programs specifically to what the company or, or person needs. And that, I think that's important to a lot of people that are going to spend, you know, high ticket money on working with a coach. They have to know that that investment is going to get them somewhere, that it's not just fluffy, that they're not just like talking, you know, I'm not a therapist, you know, I'm not there to just listen and, and make them feel good about themselves. I mean, I'm going to do that too, but I'm also going to push them. Like I'm, I'm a coach, right? Like I'm a coach. I'm going to make them run a few extra laps. Like I'm going to make them run the bleachers. Like I'm going to push them because I know they can get there. And so, so it's important. Like, I think the podcast is an important way for them to get a sense of that part of my personality so that they know like, okay, this is someone that I trust, that I could trust to get me where I'm going. Yeah. Right. It's a beautiful platform to develop that, uh, you know, credibility and authority. And, you know, for those to know, like, and trust you, I mean, without, before even working with you, they have a good idea of what it would be like. Right. So yes, just by having a podcast, which is huge. So, so Jamie, I wanted to give you the last couple of minutes here to talk about any bits and pieces that we didn't have a chance to cover that you do want to share with my audience as well, whether that's anything about your coaching, um, any little pieces that we might've not had a chance to cover now is your time. And then of course, the best way to go ahead and reach out to you. Yeah. Great. Well, you know, one thing I discovered this year that I rolled out to my one-on-one clients. So I have a group of one-on-one clients and then I also do group coaching. And, and what I realized was that with my one-on-one coaching, the, that group wasn't getting the group component, right? So I had group coaching and they weren't necessarily getting one-on-one time with me, but they were getting a lot of time with their peers. And then I had these one-on-one clients that were getting tons of time with me, but no crossover with their peers. And what I realized was this year, I opened up sort of a group component with my one-on-one coaching. So we do once a month, we do a call. And what I've realized in doing this is like how important community is. And I think that's what we're all building like through our marketing tools as well. But I think this community of people sharing their experiences and sharing where they are is really important for new entrepreneurs because it's so easy to feel lonely and like feel like you're doing it wrong and you don't know what other people are feeling and you don't see it. And the truth is they're all feeling the same way, right? Like all new business owners are scared. Sometimes they're worried. They go through scarcity. They have all this like imposter syndrome. They have self-esteem issues. Like all of that is totally normal, but people don't see it, right? Cause everybody puts their best foot forward and they don't see it. So the group piece has been so, I feel like huge, like it's been mind blowing to me, like how, important it's been to my one-on-one clients. So I think for anyone listening, remember that like finding that community and finding people that are going through what you're going through, like we're social creatures. It's really important to feel like you can share that vulnerability and also be the person that can help someone through that. I think it's really huge. And I think it's really massively big for your business. If you create Mm -hmm. something like that for yourself early on. A safe space yeah. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And absolutely. I feel like those relate 
they're going to relate the best if you're able to be vulnerable. Like you don't know how your story can affect other people in a good way. Like, you know, I'm not the only one going through this. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. So create that vulnerable space. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. So yeah. So um, if anyone's interested in learning more about coaching with me, you can go to my website, which is Practica with a C P R A C T I C A dot consulting. You can always book a consult call with me on the website. If you just want to know more, you want to ask me questions. Um, I'm in a transition right now. I always take the summer off, which is like the benefit of being a business owner. I like do quarterly coaching. So I close down in the summer and then I open back up in the fall. So I'm starting to take already like fall enrollment for people that want to hold their spot. Um, and I'm also launching a group, a bigger kind of more leadership focused group program in the fall, which is something that's going to be new and, and exciting because I'm so inspired by the group, you know, this, this higher level sort of senior level group. Um, so that's right. launching also in the fall. So you'll see more about that soon. Love it. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come on my show and really dive in, in deep into everything that you do. I think it's incredible. And I love that you're taking the summers off. What a way to live. That's amazing and incredible. So super, super exciting for you. Um, group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on just like Jamie did today to talk about what's going on in your business, talk about the podcast, talk about your journey, please go to top100interview.com. And everybody go check out Jamie, okay? Bye guys. Catch you on the next episode. Thanks, Jamie. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.